Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. We are so excited to bring you to our second prayer and meditation. Uh, Moving forward in this podcast, we decided to connect these prayers and meditations to the interviews published the week prior. Um, We thought this would be a good way to put into practice the things we are learning uh, from the Lord through our guests the week before. So in the spirit of getting started with all of this, we are so excited to do a prayer surrounding Psalm 23, which if you listen to John Jorgensen's episode, he discussed how the Lord has been speaking to him through that scripture specifically. Um, Now, Psalm 23 was written by David during the historical events taking place in 1 Chronicles and 2 Samuel. These historical events revolved mostly around David and the unrighteous kings who followed after him. This unrighteousness eventually led to the exile of the Israelites. The word psalm itself was originally translated as to, to strike the strings of an instrument, explaining why this book is categorized as lyric poetry. Um, Yeah, so if you have some knowledge of scripture, you probably have heard this specific psalm before. Uh, I remember hearing it when I watched an episode of Little House on the Prairie as a kid. I can't remember exactly what happened in the episode, but I think someone passed away and they were like speaking the psalm out loud as as the uh, episode ended. It was very sad. Um, But this psalm is one of comfort and praise and is one of the most popular passages in scripture. Um, So recently, I've been reading a book called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, which was written by W. Philip Keller, uh, and he spent his childhood in East Africa among, like, professional vocational herders, and he later spent eight years making his living as a shepherd as well. Um, So in reading this, I am realizing that there is so much just imagery and metaphor that I was unaware of and... I didn't know that all of it was packed into this psalm simply because I lack knowledge of what it means to shepherd a flock. Um, so I highly recommend this book and in doing and doing some independent research on the shepherd's role in the life of his sheep. Um, if I shared everything that I have learned, this podcast would probably be two hours long. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about it in a little bit before we pray. But yeah, this book is awesome. Yeah. Like you say, Emma, we could literally talk about this chapter forever, but there's a few things that really stuck out to me specifically. Um, Now, first in verse two, the psalmist says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, throughout scripture, God is usually calling his people to go. But in this chapter, we see that the shepherd is calling his flock to lie down, to stop what they're doing. I know that I can be a pretty hyperactive person and I I don't really enjoy stopping, especially when I'm in the middle of a project. So when God says stop, I immediately think that God's punishing me for something or even that the enemy is trying to keep me from the things that God has planned for me. But when God says stop, he's doing it for a reason. When God says stop, he's calling us to turn our attention to him and rely fully on him for all things and to help focus on his plan, not our own. As we go further into this chapter, we begin to see what God does in the season of stop. You know, he restores our soul. He eliminates fear and he makes our cups overflow. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, Something that I've been learning um, specifically relates to verse four, and it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And just specifically uh, in regards to these valleys that we refer to, I think a lot of the times Psalm 23 is um, spoken about or discussed when someone is walking through someone passing or someone about to pass. Um, and the book that I'm reading, like I talked about earlier, specifically addresses this. Um, and in this chapter about this specific verse, it says, in the Christian life, we often speak of wanting to move onto higher ground with God, how we long to live above the lowlands of life. We want to get beyond the common ground to enter a more intimate walk with God. We speak of mountaintop experiences, and we envy those who have ascended the heights and entered into this this more sublime sort of life. Every mountain has its valleys. Its sides are scarred by deep ravines and gulches and draws, and the best route to the top is always among these valleys. Any sheepman familiar with the high country knows this. He leads his flock gently, but persistently up the paths that wind through the dark valleys. It should be noticed that the verse states, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it does not say I die there or stop there, but rather I walk through. And I think that's something that is so lovely of just knowing this imagery of like God leading us through. And these are scary valleys and these are low points and these are dips. And like he says, these are gulches, but we get through them. We walk through them. We don't stay there. We don't stop there. This is not a point of stagnance for us, but he walks us through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, And I just love that. That's so awesome. So Now, if you all want to get in a comfortable position, we're going to go ahead and meditate on the words of Psalm 23 as I read them aloud, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version translation. As I begin reading, try to think about where the Lord is guiding you and how he is with you in this moment. I'm going to read through the psalm, and then Emma is going to close us in prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for each and every ear listening to this prayer today. Um, We just invite your spirit into every speaker and headphone and space that our friends have created in order to encounter you today. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word and the revelation you give us with these psalms. We thank you for being our shepherd, for causing us to lack nothing 
for leading us, restoring us, guiding us, and allowing our cups to overflow. We pray that as we pursue your words, we will find a greater understanding of what it means to be your flock and to have you as our shepherd. You know, whether that's in what we consider normal life or a pandemic that is a once in a generation occurrence, God, we know that you guide us. Even in these valleys, God, you are leading us and you are not stopping. Um, But we love you. Amen, Jesus. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay.